0: I come empty, God, willing and waiting to receive of you today, Father. I open myself to you. I open my spirit to you, God, so that you would minister to us today, that you would speak to us today, Father. I submit myself to you, God. I surrender. I surrender myself to you, Jesus. I open my spirit so that I can receive of you. I open my spirit so that I can fellowship with you. God, I ask that you would give us a clear revelation of who you are today. God, you are a deliverer today, Father. Lord, you are our healer today, and we reach to you. God, I thank you and I praise you. Let's praise him. Let's continue to worship him. Let's speak out to him. Let's magnify him. God, you are worthy. God, I don't ever want to stop thanking you, Jesus. God, I don't ever want to become complacent in my walk, Jesus. I want to continue to seek you, Father. I need to continue to reach to you. I don't want to become complacent. I don't want this to become comfortable, Jesus. I don't want this to become something that I do on a Sunday morning. I would desire it to have meaning in my life. I desire your will in my life. I desire purpose in my life today. I desire purpose in my brother's life. I desire purpose in my sister's life. I ask that you give them revelation and clear understanding of who they are in this body. I desire that you give them revelation of their function in this body, Father. You are worthy hallelujah 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 jesus we worship you father we magnify you god there is no other way jesus but your way there is no other way but your way not my will Not my will, God. Whatever it is that does not belong, Father, I ask that you remove it. I ask that you give us a clear mind today. And that we would cast every care upon you this morning, Jesus. Everything that wishes to come contrary to this gathering today, Father. I pray against any distraction and I rebuke it in Jesus' name. I pray deliverance would be here today. I pray healing would be here today that strongholds would be broken today, that liberty would take root, that liberty would take root in our life today, that there would be a boldness to say, I choose you today, God. I choose you today, Father. I choose your will today and not my own, Jesus. Lord, I don't ever want to get tired of praising you. Lord, I don't ever want to get complacent in my worship to you because it is you that delivered us from a life of sin. It is you that delivered us from a life of bondage, God. I don't ever want to forget where you brought me from, Father. I don't ever want to forget. I want to be in right relationship with you. I want to be in right standing with you, Father. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. God, you are good, Father. You are a good, good Father. I thank you and I praise you, Lord. Use us today. Use us the way that you want to use us as we yield ourselves to you. We have to yield ourselves to him. We have to surrender ourselves to him and make a choice to give ourselves to him so that he can use us, because he will use us, and he will take you places that you never imagined. Imagine that, that God would choose to use somebody when we felt that we had no worth, that we felt that we had no purpose, and then we felt at times that God could not use us. That is a lie from the pit of hell. God will use you. He'll use your situation. Your circumstance, he'll use your hurt, he'll use your pain, he'll use your job, he'll use whatever it is that he wants to use to get your attention. He desires your full attention today not just part of it, not just a little bit of it. He wants your full attention. Let's give it to him, let's give it to him as we continue to go forth in our worship, as we continue to go forth in our praise. Let's shouted out to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's continue to worship in our song today. In Jesus'
1: name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. As Brother Martin said, can we just continue this into singing today? Just lifting him up and praising him. Hallelujah, Jesus, Hallelujah. Hallelujah flow in this place. Fill our hearts with your love. Your love surrounds us. You're the reason we came to encounter your love. Your love surrounds us. Spirit of God, for fresh on us, we need your presence, your kingdom come, your will be done, here as in heaven. and overflow in this place fill our hearts with your love your love surrounds us you're the reason we came to encounter your love your love surrounds us God for fresh on us we need your presence overflow in this place, fill our hearts with your love, your love surrounds us, you're the reason we came to encounter your love, your love surrounds us. Jesus, Lord, Your will be done. I pray. Yeah, o motoye atalamaha. Jesus, heeto. Hallelujah. Jesus, he toyete resi atalamaha. The atmosphere is changing now. That the spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around. That the spirit of the Lord is here. Overflow in this place Fill our hearts with your love Your love surrounds us You're the reason we came To encounter your love Your love surrounds us But we lift up a shout unto you today, oh God. You're the reason that we came today. Hallelujah, Jesus. worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, he, O tolobosho. Hallelujah, Jesus. Robo bo si ye he cheese he to re sie e ta ra Chi to le re sie e ta she talabah, jesus ctr hi aba so re tie e tolo bo shee so re sia la bah re besia tama ye tolo bo ctr e i we are
0: calling
1: and our purpose in our kingdom today. We are calling and our can we just continue to wait right here on him as the song says we need your presence lord you are the reason that we have come today we're not here to sing but we are here to be in the will of god and let him have his way and i just want to wait right here and yield to that today hallelujah jesus talabaye mai e re si te ye e tolo moko. He robo si te ye. He marobo si tala mai e He maro ye te ye sho tolo a miracle can happen now that the Spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around that the Spirit of the Lord is here. A miracle can happen now. Jesus he Hallelujah you, Lord Jesus, Lord. Hear our cry Hallelujah Jesus See our cry be lifted huh? broken, eyes are open, miracles are in this place. A miracle can happen, a miracle can happen, a miracle can happen in this place. A miracle can happen, a miracle can happen, a miracle can happen in this place. Chains are broken, eyes are open, miracles are in this place, hearts are mended, grace extended, miracles are in this place, a miracle can happen, a miracle can happen, a miracle can happen in this place a miracle can happen a miracle can happen a miracle can happen in this place with jesus it will happen with jesus it will happen with jesus it will happen in this place with jesus it will happen With Jesus it will happen, with Jesus it will happen in this place. Chains are broken and eyes are open, miracles are in this place. And hearts are mended, grace extended, miracles are in this place. A miracle can happen. A miracle can happen. A miracle can happen in this place. A miracle can happen. A miracle can happen. A miracle can happen in this place. With Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it will happen in this place. With Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it will happen. With Jesus, it will happen happen in this place.
2: Lord, I worship you this morning, God. I'm so thankful, Lord. Anything is possible this morning with you, Lord God. Any situation we're in, any place we're at, that, Lord God, your grace is sufficient, Lord God, to touch and to take us out, Lord. And we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. One of the greatest opportunities we have I believe is an opportunity to give. He gave it all at Calvary. We get an opportunity to give of our finances. For some, it's a struggle. For others, it's a great joy. Learning that the joy of giving and how God is so faithful to our giving. And sometimes it's, it's your only way out you got to give your way out of trials sometimes, but it's what God chooses. And if we would allow him to use us in these areas, what an awesome opportunity it would be. Amen? So we want to take up the Lord's tithes and offerings at this time. So, uh, Brother Martin, would you pray?
0: Lord Jesus, we just thank you for the opportunity to be able to give, Lord Jesus. You are our source today, Father. You have been our provider in all things, Jesus. It is in you that we put our faith. It is in you that we put our hope and our trust today, God. We love you and we praise you, Jesus. We pray over these tithes and offerings today, God, that there would be an increase for your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
1: Away when there is no way, you'll open doors when your path's not sure. You'll cause the storm to cease, the rain to end, the clouds to break, sun will shine again. He'll make a way. When there is no way, you'll make a way. When there is no way, you'll open doors. When your path's not sure, you'll cause the storm to cease, the rain to end, the clouds to break, sun will shine again, he'll make a way, when there is no way, again he'll make a way, he'll make a way, when there is no way, he'll open doors. When your path's not sure, he'll cause the storm to cease, the rain to end, the clouds to break, sun will shine again, he'll make a way when there is no way. he will cause the storm to cease, the rain to end, the clouds to break, sun will shine again, he'll make a way, when there is no way, the storm, the rain, the clouds all have to go away, oh yes, the storm, the rain. The clouds all have to obey. The storm, the rain, the clouds all have to go away. Oh, he'll make a way when there is no way. The storm will cease. The rain will end. The clouds will break. Sun will shine again. He'll make a way. When there is no way, you'll make a way. When there is no way, you'll open doors. When your path's not sure He'll cause the storm to cease The rain to end The clouds to break Sun will shine again He'll make a way When there is no way The storm, the rain The clouds all have to go away the storm, the rain, the clouds all have to obey, yes. The storm, the rain, the clouds all have to go away. You make a way when there is no way. You make a way when there is no way. He'll open doors when your path's not sure. He'll cause the storm to cease, the rain to end, the clouds to break. sun will shine again. He'll make a way when there is no way.
0: Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's beautiful, beautiful. He will make a way. He will make a way. He will lead us. He will direct us. He is a good, good father. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. I'd like to dismiss the teachers first before I make a couple of announcements. Um, uh, I'd like us to be prayerful uh, in the upcoming week for the following Sunday that's going to come. Uh, we're going to be picking up... Uh, an offering for Brother Pedro Guzman from Italy. He's one of our missionaries. He's currently in Europe. And so I'll uh, be prayerful about that and, and our giving and, and being able to give in this next coming week so that God can, can make a way and do what he'd like to do. And it's and, uh, for a purpose. Um, I'd also like to dismiss the children, ages 4 to 11. And um, praise God for our children. And the teachers as well. (laughs) But uh, God has been good. God's been working. He's been operating. And I'm I'm thankful for the body of Christ. I'm thankful for my brothers. I'm thankful that when our elders away, that we can come together as a body functions one to another, that we were able to flow and operate through these things together. But um, I'd like to uh, invite, really, my best friend, Brother Lewis here, up to the pulpit. And, Brother, take your liberty. We love you. We're praying for you in Jesus' name.
3: Praise God. You may all be seated. I am certainly feeling the spirit of God in this place. Amen. And, uh, it never gets tiring. It's, it's what we need day in and day out. His presence uh, always working in us. Amen. I, uh, for those of you who weren't here in the first service you know uh for sure go back and listen to that amen. it was a uh, very rich word from brother John Stone I'm so thankful for for elders like him amen in the body amen. we need that we need those that have been traveling the road, Amen. And uh, the long road. And uh, God certainly gives them wisdom, Amen. It's uh, wisdom acquired from walking. I uh, I've been in the Lord since uh, 2000. That's my birthday when uh, i was born again and uh i don't ever forget that day it's like a remembrance to me amen i uh i'd like to start off real quick here in Joshua if we can go to the 4th chapter there it is Amen. Why don't we pray before before we enter into the word and we hear the word. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord God. I pray in your mighty and holy name, Lord God, that you would have your way today, Father. Each and every vessel here, Lord God, you know, Father, you know their life and where they are, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, that you would have your way in them today, Father, that you would bring revelation today, Lord God. I pray, Jesus, hallelujah, that you would open blind eyes, Father, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, let your spirit minister to us today, Lord God. Let your word have its perfect way and work in us, Lord God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I guess better wear my glasses so I can see. Amen. I want to read here a little bit. Uh, we'll start in verse one and it says, and it came to pass when all the people were clean, passed over Jordan, that the Lord spake unto Joshua saying, take you 12 men out of the people, out of every tribe of man and commanded ye them saying, take you hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest feet stood firm, 12 stones and ye shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where ye shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God unto the midst of the Jordan, and take ye up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder according to the number of the tribe's of the children of Israel that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask your their fathers in time to come saying what mean ye by these stones then ye shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over Jordan the waters of Jordan were cut off and these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel Forever, And the children of Israel did so as Joshua commanded and took up 12 stones out of the midst of the Jordan as the Lord spake unto Joshua according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel and carried them over with them unto the place where they lodged and laid them down there. And Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan in the place there, the feet of the priest which bear the Ark of the Covenant stood and there unto this day. Amen. So they've been wandering the desert here and they're getting ready to enter into the promised land. And man, the Lord's done some miraculous things in their lives. Amen. They were... Walking with the Lord and seeing all these miracles, Moses leading them. I, uh, I think last weekend I shared a little bit about how I, I never forgot about that moment, you know. When I was birthed into the kingdom, when I someone came and taught me Bible studies and I heard the word of the Lord for the first time. And it was a process after that, and I was baptized in Jesus' name. And then after I was baptized in Jesus' name, man, I was filled with the Holy Ghost. And once the Holy Ghost came into my life, it was like, I just wanted to share it with everybody. I remember that day, someone, I don't know who it was, they laid their hand on me, and man, I was filled with God's Spirit. But something began to take place at that moment when I was filled with his spirit. It was an empowering that God gave me to witness, to be a witness unto him. And I went out and I just started telling everybody I remember. And I told my wife, I was like, man, I'm going to give a Bible study to this guy. And I sat down with him and I went to his house and I made time. And, you know, I just. I was so. Excited, amen, of what God was doing in my life and how he was changing it. And uh, some things were taking place there, you know. Some things God was doing inside of me during that time of that process. And then I entered into some trials and some things. But I kept my eyes on the Lord. Amen. I kept myself faithful to God. Amen. I kept myself faithful to church and the Bible studies. I remember me and my wife fighting all the way there, sometimes not having any gas to get there to church. I was running on fumes <laughs> a lot of the time, you know, but we made it there. And man, God spoke a word to me every time, just as he did to the children of Israel when they were in that desert. And then all of a sudden, it's like the Lord tells them, Moses is not going with you guys. He's not entering in. But I'm anointing Joshua. And he's going to go in with you. So the Lord puts a mantle on him. Amen. Parts the waters of the Jordan. They put 12 stones. And the Bible says that the people, when they seen that, they showed them and reverence and respect the way they did Moses. Amen. Entered, entering into that land. See, because God, he was getting ready to do something in them, right? Giving them this land where there was nations in there already uh, or armies in there, you know. There was uh, people in there. That they could not conquer themselves, but God was getting ready to show them I'm with you and you got to trust what I'm taking you through the process I'm taking you through. Amen. Let's go to uh, Philippians chapter three. Let's uh, start in verse one. Amen. Finally, my fellow believers continue to rejoice and delight in the Lord. To write the same things again is no trouble for me. And it is a safeguard for you. Look out for the dogs, the Judaizers, the legalists that look out for the and look out for the troublemakers. Look out for the false Circumcision, those who claim circumcision is necessary for salvation. These uh, Judaizers were. uh, uh, What's that called? The Mosaic law. Anybody know what that is here? The Mosaic law. It was the Ten Commandments. That's what they called it. The law that God gave unto Moses. Amen. And they they felt like they had to follow by that, by those rules Show me how I can be saved. Show me, you know, what I need to do. You know, show me just the things I need to do so I could be saved. And uh, Paul's speaking to the church here, you know, and telling them to be careful about this. For we who are born again have been reborn from above spiritually. See, he's now... Explaining to them why he's saying this to the church in Philippi. Reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, set apart for his purpose and are the true circumcision who worship in the spirit of God and glory and take pride and exalt in Christ Jesus and place no confidence in what we have or who we are in the flesh, though I might. Though I myself might have some grounds for confidence in the flesh. So Paul's saying, man, it's not by my abilities or my strengths. It's not by the things I can do in my flesh. But I'm relying on the Lord, that spirit when I was filled with the Holy Ghost. That spirit that that now constantly leads and guides me. It's always guiding me. In the beginning, not so much. I think we all reach a place now where, you know, in our walk with God, where God has to do that in us, where we led constantly of his spirit. okay. And uh, because sometimes it's hard to to get in that place. But I want to be led of his spirit. Amen. Amen. I don't want to lose my train of thought here where I'm though I myself might have some grounds for confidence in the flesh. He said, man, I might have grounds of confidence in my flesh if I were pursuing salvation by works. If anyone else thinks that he has reason to be confident in the flesh, that is in his own efforts to achieve salvation. I have far more. And he was saying that because, you know, he was schooled in the best schools there. He was a Pharisee among Pharisees. You know, he studied with them. He knew the Mosaic law, the law of Moses. He studied all the law. Man, I had trouble paying attention in class. You know, and I think I failed math a bunch of times. (laughs) But uh, he said if. If there's anyone that can brag, it's me. It's Paul, because. Man, he was. He was in observance of the law, a Pharisee as to my zeal for Jewish tradition, tradition, a persecutor of the church. Right. He believed in what he followed after so much that when he seen these Christians, you know, talking about Jesus and bringing this new doctrine. He was like infuriated. He was just like, man, I'm not taking this. I'm not letting others come in and spread some other different doctrine. And uh, and as to righteousness, suppose right living, which my fellow Jews believe is in the law, I prove myself blameless. But verse seven, whatever former things were gains to me. As I thought then, these things once regarded as advancements in merit, I have come to consider a loss absolutely worthless for the sake of Christ and the purpose which he has given my life. But more than that, I count everything as loss compared to the priceless privilege and supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, and of growing more deeply and truly Thoroughly acquainted with him, a joy unequaled for his sake. I have lost everything and I consider it all garbage so that I might gain Christ and may be found in him, believing and relying on him. Not having any righteousness of my own derived from my obedience to the law and its rituals, but possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. Amen. That's what I want to have. I want to have God's righteousness through faith. Amen. I don't want to live by the law, by the things of the law. This is what God was showing them in that wilderness when he was taking them out. And they were going through that transition. We got to know and understand that it was. God leading them. God developing their relationship with him. All right. Where am I here? But I find it interesting, this thing that Paul says here in verse 10. He says, and in this, so that I may know him. Experientially becoming more thoroughly acquainted with him, understanding the remarkable wonders of his person more completely, and in that same way experience the power of his resurrection, which overflows and is active in believers, and that I may share the fellowship of his sufferings, being continually conformed inwardly into his likeness, even to his death. Dying as he did. Amen. That's what Paul wanted to do. That's what he wanted to. To follow. After the Lord. Is to know his sufferings. Amen. I think after a time of. You know. Serving the Lord. I have come to know. Some of those sufferings. And there's been some things in my life that I've had to battle through. That I've had to fight through. Some things that they just came all of a sudden. And if I didn't have the Lord, they would have devastated me. But God knew as he was preparing me. Even in my weakness of my flesh, you know, sometimes I felt like. Oh, me and my. Wife need to get away, you know, we need to do some things. But it seemed like ministry always found us. You know, even though when we got away or we went somewhere, it was like ministry always found us. Amen. This is what Paul was meaning about here. That he wanted to follow That ministry that God has given that had given him. But let's read a little further. amen. So I may obtain the resurrection that will raise me from the dead. Not that I have already obtained it. This goal of being Christ like or have already been made perfect. But I actively press on so that I may take hold of that perfection for which Christ Jesus took hold of me and made me his own. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider that I have made it no made it my own yet. But one thing I do forget what lies behind and reach forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature pursuing spiritual perfection should have this attitude. Right. So if we're pursuing after Christ, if we're pursuing after him and we want to obtain that, that spiritual perfection, we should have this attitude, amen? And if any respect, you have a different attitude, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us stay true to what we had already attained. Brothers and sisters, together follow my example and observe those who live by the pattern we gave you. So, I didn't know this, you know, when I entered into my walk with God. You know, about this pattern that Paul was speaking. Amen. About following after this pattern, this example that he was setting. See, Paul didn't want us to be just like what he was doing. Right? Because then... You're probably going to step into some rigid religious stuff, you know, of trying to produce what, you know, another person's doing. But this is not what Paul's talking about. He's talking about about following after that example. Well, what was that example that he was showing? About dying daily, right? Crucifying his flesh, crucifying his desires, his wants. The things that he wanted to do, the things that his flesh desired. That's what he was talking about. But to follow the example and observe those who live by the pattern we gave you. What was that pattern? It was that he was willing to go to places wherever the Holy Spirit led him to go. Whatever the Holy Spirit told him to do. That's what Paul did. He went out and did it. It wasn't like, oh man, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do that. It, It was now the Spirit leading him and telling him what to do. It was God directing his every step. Him waiting on God. Lord, where is it that you want me to go? What is it that you want me to do? This is why when me and my wife would ever try to get away, it was like we couldn't because there was always ministry that presented itself wherever we went because the Holy Ghost always stirred inside of us. It was God prompting us, sending us to people. I need this person. I need you to, tell, to talk to this person. I need you to go and see this person. And sometimes the flesh, it wasn't willing. But the spirit is willing. The spirit is always willing to go where you cannot go. Where your strengths are limited. You're going to have to rely on God, his strengths and his abilities of where he's going to take you and where he's going to send you. And I realized, you know, the first times in those Bible studies I was in, it was like the Lord, the spirit of God was leading me and training me and showing me what I needed to do, what I needed to say, because he had greater things planned for me. He was going to take me to greater places. I never imagined myself in Toppenish going to Bible studies where there was tons of people there, you know, wanting to hear about the word of God. Going me to to seek you know, I I, uh, I I don't know if many of you know, but, you know, when I first met Reuben, you know, I, uh, I met him in a Bible study, you know. Him and Shane worked out a lot. You know, they were in this MMA, you know, fighting and stuff. And I didn't know how to connect with them. You know, I didn't know how to do what they did. But somehow God did. Knitted us together. And then next thing I know, I was in those in that gym with them, you know, and this guy was, you know, putting me in a headlock and, you know, twisting me like a pretzel and, you know, all these things, you know, and I don't I don't really think that guy liked me. You know, he didn't like me. He did things to me that, you know, I just. I didn't appreciate, (laughs) you know. I didn't appreciate those things. And uh, <laughs> and I remember having to go through all those things, you know. But little by little, I seen God drawing them out of that, drawing them out of those things. And they were searching and they had hungry hearts. And man, it was a while doing these things, you know. Man, they sent me up hills with rattlesnakes and... All kinds of stuff. And, you know, there were some things God was working in me. But it was that process and that timing of God of where he was taking and leading me. And all I can think of is all these examples of Paul and Joshua leading all these people and Moses. Never keeping, never... uh, Losing their sight of God. Never losing their sight. Because of what their God. What God had placed in their in their heart. And where he was taking them. I want to be there in that place with God. God. we got to be careful, amen, when we're following after the Lord. That we don't take our eyesight off him, of where he's taking us and leading us, because lives are in the balance. The word is not only able to save you, but them that are around you and hear the word of God. That's what the word does. It saves your whole household, your whole family. Uh, Verse 18 says, for there are many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears. Who live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Rejecting and opposing his way of salvation. Whose fate is destruction. Whose God is their belly, their worldly appetite, their sensuality, their vanity. And whose glory is in their shame, who focus their mind on earthly and temporal things. But we are different because our citizenship is in heaven, and from there we eagerly await the coming of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. See, we gotta be waiting for Him. Our lives are not our own, they belong to Him. Amen. He says, You're getting a good deal for the exchange of your soul, of where I'm taking you. I'm giving you another place, an eternal place, not this earthly place that's going to pass away and all these things that are going to come unto this place. But I want to be with him. I want my whole household and my family to be saved. Amen. I look for that mark. I look towards that mark. That race that I keep running. Watching the example set before me to get to that place. That's why it's important that we watch and we learn when we come into church. There's a, a place that God deals with us, right? That I, you didn't know what to do before. Okay, I didn't know how to do that. Right? Or uh, you say, uh, uh, before I cussed and then when I came into the church it was like i seen people that didn't cuss and stuff and then all of a sudden god gave me a revelation to that and he said oh okay i'm not supposed to cuss amen there's a way of that we need to speak and god teaches us that he teaches us constantly he says whom by exerting that power which enables him even to subject everything to himself Will not only transform but completely refashion our earthly bodies so that they will be like his glorious resurrected body, him showing and teaching us and guiding us. Uh, let's go to Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. And it says, for God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. Paul always gave himself to ministry. Ministry that the Holy Ghost was operating through him. It wasn't just to go put his life on the line when God told him to go here, told him to go there. But he had a love for the body as well. He was led by the spirit of God to do ministry wherever he was when he was with the body. This is why he's writing to the church of Philippi, because he wanted them to know, I haven't forgot you. The Lord's put it in my heart. He stirred inside me the Holy Ghost to come unto you that wherever I am, that his ministry can be revealed through me. His ministry, God's ministry will be revealed in us when we're we're in those places that we need to be when we're led of the Holy Ghost, when the Holy Ghost leads us. I got to get to church. I got to get to that place. I don't got gas, but I'm going to get there To I got to get there because I got to hear the word of the Lord. Those things become more important in your walk with God. It's no longer whether I can just do things on my own or for myself. But God begins to operate in each and every one of us, leading and guiding us. You know, man, I wish I could go to Cancun down there and, you know, spend a whole month down there. But I... I don't think that's God's will for me. Because he would have done it already. He would have blessed the way. Right? He would have blessed my life so that I would have that that month to go there. But it's not like so. I see Paul's life. And God is just constantly leading him and taking him into ministry. He's giving everything that he has of himself over to God. Acts chapter 21 verse 14. And when he would not be persuaded, we see saying the will of the Lord be done. So if we read those verses before these people, you know, this prophet comes and he tells a man, you know, the person who wears this girdle shall be delivered in the hands of the Gentiles and they're going to beat him and, you know. They're going to do all kinds of things to him. So the church where Paul is active in ministry there, where the Lord has him, they're like, oh, man, you know, we don't want you to go. You know, man, bad things are going to happen to you. And all these things are going to take place. And they start to reveal these things to him. And Paul says, man. Paul answered in verse 13. What mean you to weep and to break my heart? For I am ready not To be bound only but also to die at Jerusalem. For the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was ready to die. He was ready to go wherever God would send him. I hope that some of us are listening with our spirit here. That we would know and understand that our life is not our own. That the Lord desires every bit. Of where we're going and what he needs to do in us. I feel like I feel at times I'm lost in the Lord, Azario. I feel sometimes like I don't know what's next. And I'm not telling you because it's something bad, you know, but sometimes it excites me, you know, and sometimes my flesh is just like fighting it, but I'm lost in the Lord of where he wants to take me and where, where he wants to lead and guide me. And I know some things I have to push away. There's some things that I got to get out of the way of my flesh that i got to crucify the lord says that he says if you desire to follow me you must pick up your cross and follow after me we got to be crucified with him we got to be crucified with him we got to be lost to this world but we got to be led of his spirit alive unto God by his spirit, because that's what the spirit produces. It produces life when you're led of it, of where he's taking you and where you're going. It's been like a journey, and adventure of wherever I go. It's like sometimes I just got to prepare myself. I got to I got to be ready when God will call upon me, praying and waiting on God, Lord, to st- Tell me what you need me to say. Show me where you need me to go. Show me who's waiting. Paul said it. He says, I haven't attained it. None of us have. We haven't attained where God's taking us. But man, I'm running that race. I'm running it. Matthew chapter 16. Verse 24, 25, he says, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. You got to lose your life. But what I realized is that when you're led of his spirit, when you're crucifying the flesh, when you're losing your life, it's far more better. Because God presents opportunities. I remember times he sent me to Mattawa. And that's an hour there and an hour back. And I don't know, we've been doing that maybe a couple years, two, three years, maybe. I don't know, I lost track. (laughs) But there was times and moments that were so precious to me in those drives. God strengthened my loved ones. I got to ride sometimes with my daughter alone. I was able to minister to her. I realized it was ministry pouring out of me in those times in that vehicle. It's built my relationship with them more. More precious, more stronger, because God knows what I need. God knew what I needed. Able to spend those times with my wife. Strengthening each other. That fellowship that's beautiful when you come in contact with with the person of the body, you know, when they're ministering to you. And then you feel ministry passing to them. And then you feel them passing ministry to you. It's like, it's powerful. There's nothing like it when you experience those things. There's nothing like it that he can save your whole household. Those that you love and place those opportunities if you'll just wait on God, if you'll just lose your life, if you'll just lose your life, God's given us something precious. Let's go to Revelations twelve eleven. he says and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they love not their lives unto death there is a testimony that God gives us when we come when he draws us out of this world it's a testimony And this is how we'll overcome the world and the devil and that sin that easily beset us when we keep our testimony unto God. I find that word, uh, that word that the Lord used, you know, in... Matthew that we just read. He said follow. And I looked up that word in. The blue letter Bible. In the dictionaries. And the translation was. To follow after mimi mimi may I to imitate whose faith follows, I follow paul 's faith that he had in God, I follow his faith of where God was leading him. I want to imitate that. I want to have my life to imitate. His life. Of what elder does. All the elders do. Bishop. They have shown us by example. And they imitate what was once given unto them. This precious word. Let us all stand.
0: Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, brother. Thank you for the word. Lord, we thank you today, Father. Lord, we worship you, Father. Lord, we magnify you, God. We seek to lose ourselves to you today, Father. We seek to be joined and connected to you, God that we would lose our life today so that we could gain a life in Christ. Lord, we worship you, Father. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Um, You know, when Brother Lewis was speaking, you know, um, we have to be careful. I have to be careful and guard myself in my following. And I say this in this way because sometimes when we follow long enough, we get tired of following and want to become the leader. We want to step before God and say, you know what, I've followed long enough. It's time for me to take the control and time for me to lead. We have to guard against that. And for some people, it's not easy to be a follower. You know, because some people will say, no, I'm not a follower, never been a follower, never will be one. That was my mentality when I was in the world. You know, and what I've learned today is in order to become, and this is in the natural, to become a leader, I had to learn how to be a follower. I had to learn that. You know, I had to learn how to listen. And this is what we have to do. We have to learn how to listen, not to the world. But to what God is trying to speak to us so that we can follow after what he's trying to tell us as he leads us and directs us in this life. You know, I've had to uh, I'm I'm thankful for Brother Lewis and Sister Julie. You know, I first walked through these church doors. I I sat here and I just like, you know, I wasn't I, I don't know if I really looked like I was super approachable or the kind of guy that people wanted to get to know. But God had a purpose. And I came here with the intentions to be a follower, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Lord has brought connections, relationships, friendships. But there came a point in life where he said, you know what, I want to follow after that. And you watch examples. You watch examples of men. And I was a watcher. I would spent most of my life in prison. And you know what I did? I watched. I watched. I listened. I read books that studied people. Um, their characteristics, their body language, um, the way they spoke. The way, I mean, I was a watcher. And so when I came here, you know who I was watching? I was watching my pastor now today. And I told him this. It's no secret. I told him, when I came here, I was watching you. Why was I watching? I was looking for fault. I was trying to find it. And if we're not careful... We'll always be looking for fault in people, looking for a reason to go another direction, to find another way out, to find fault, to say, oh, hey, you're just like the next guy. You're just no different. We are not perfect. And if you're really looking, you'll find fault. If you really want to leave out those doors, you'll find a reason to leave. But I'll tell you what, I, I'm not watching him anymore. I'm not watching. I mean, I watch. as He, he is my example, Yes. And I'm thankful for the man of God. And and I'll tell you this before we close. Um, I have come to a place where I have to ask for help. Just because I've been serving God for five years now, almost five years. I haven't got to that place where I don't need it. And we have to be careful that we don't get to that place where we think we don't need help or we're beyond help. Because... If you're human just like I am, your thoughts will tell you that you can figure it out. I got this. Um, Or if you're the type of person who always asks for help, you can get to this point to say, "Ah, I think I'm maybe tired or maybe tired of hearing from me or maybe I'm bugging or maybe I'm bothering them. But I'll tell you what, if you're persistent in your relationship with God, and you want to continue to follow, then you may, you may feel like you're bugging. But uh, these two people right here, I can look at them right now. There's times I go to them, and I pour out, and I share because I have to, because I have to. I don't want to sometimes, but I got to be realistic and honest with myself. And as I pour out to them, I'll pour out to my elder, and I will let him know what is going on. It's important. It's important for us in our walk. You know, I want to be a follower. I want to be an example, not just to my brothers and my sisters, but when I walk out that door, there's people that don't know me but are watching me on my job. They're watching. People are always waiting. They know I'm a Christian. They know I serve God. And what do people out there do when they know that we're doing that? They watch us, and they're looking for fault they are and if they continue to look hard enough they'll find something brother uh, elder johnstone said earlier you know i've been cussed out i've been yelled at and been screamed at it's not the first time it's not the first time just because i serve god today you can call me anything that you want to call me holy roller jesus freak um it doesn't matter because i've been called worse but i'll tell you what there's no better life than the life i'm living today it gets heavy. Living for God, I wish I could tell you that it's easy. But it's not. And I'll tell you why that it's not. Because you have to deny yourself. It's not easy to deny yourself. Because everything that we've, uh, we've uh, done in life has always been for our own pleasure, for our flesh. It feels good to me. Now when you begin to deny yourself and say no. No. I can't, I won't, there's a struggle. There's a fight between the flesh and the spirit. And so sometimes serving God and giving those things up is not easy. But if you stay in the fight, you continue to pray, you continue to, to find support and help. I mean, Like I said, I've been serving God for five years. It makes, it makes no difference to me. If I need help, Brother Lewis, Sister Julie, I need help. I'm struggling. And sometimes those conversations are not that easy. And how do I get this out? How do I say this? How do I do this? I'm supposed to be strong. We're not always that way, right? We're running a race, right, brother? What happens in a race that we run? We get tired, right? How many of us can run out this door and say, I'm run, run, run"? You're going to slow down. You can't keep on running. You're going to slow down, and, you know, we need some, we need help. But I'm just thankful, brother, thankful for the word of God. Um, it really speaks to me in my life, where I'm at today. Um, I want to continue to be an example. I think a lot of us desire that. You know, if we didn't always have the best of examples to look at in life, you know, um, we have a great elder. We have brothers, brothers that are are, are great examples. I mean, I pick their brain, ask them questions. How'd you do this? How'd you do that? You know, don't be afraid. That's what they're here for. That's what we're here for. I'm here. I am here. I have had a really, really challenging life. You know, and uh, um, God has delivered me from something, from drugs, from alcohol, from a gang life. And, you know, sometimes I can feel like I can't relate to people, but I'll tell you what, I can relate to everyone because everyone has struggled. Were my struggles different than yours? your struggle is different than my struggle. Struggle. Pain is pain. We all feel it the same. But let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your blood today, Father. We thank you for the cross, Lord Jesus. I thank you for delivering us from a life of sin and bringing us to a place of repentance, Lord. I thank you for my brothers today. I thank you for my sisters today. I pray, God, that you would lead a brother to a brother. That you would lead a sister to a sister. And that we would learn to reach to you, God. That we would learn to be examples in this life. That you would lead us. That you would direct us in our every step today, Father. As we walk out these doors today, Father, I pray that you would lead us today and you would direct us to someone who needs an example in their life today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, You are dismissed in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful day, brothers. God bless you.